Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello again, and welcome to another Ominous Origins podcast with me, Casey. Of course, this episode is brought to you by the wonderful people over at morbidlybeautiful.com. Go check them out right now for all the latest info on Women in Horror Month. A lot of great articles are going up every single day, so I encourage you to check them out at their website at morbidlybeautiful.com or on any of their social media. Our latest interview comes to us from Sumika Spratley, and she's a visual effects artist. She does everything from makeup to visual effects and prosthetics. It was very exciting to sit down and talk with her, considering her very unique perspective on horror. Not only is she a woman, but she is a woman of color, working in a very underrepresented field. So it was very interesting to hear what her experiences have been like working on films in her home state of Alabama. This is Samika Spratley. Ominous. Ominous. It is an adjective. Sounds like someone breathing. Ominous. So uh, I'm here with Samika Spratley, who is a very experienced makeup artist and special effects designer. So how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. So I have to ask right off the bat, what got you interested in makeup and special effects design and all the kind of creepy critter stuff that goes on in movies? Oh, wow. Well, that's a lot. It's <laughs> a good question to start I've with. Always, yeah, um, <laughs> probably like my favorite question that people ask me. Um, well, I've always been really into different types of art and things that were kind of out of the norm. But I guess it had to start with my mother's influence um, when she carried me every Friday night. It was pizza and a scary movie. So it's it's been with me from the very beginning. Um, I've just always really been into like that kind of storytelling, being able to transform people into different characters and, um, yeah, just really out of the box stuff. It, it was all her doing. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, parents influence us in a ton of different ways and sometimes we don't realize it until we're adults, but mm-hmm. there you go. Right. Definitely. So yeah, I, my, my mom's cool about that stuff. <laughs> that's awesome. Having that support system behind you is so important. I can't stress that enough about creative type people. I'm really fortunate. All of my friends and family, you know, they, they've got my back 100%. My mom is my biggest fan through and through. Yeah. So when you were growing up and you were interested in this, were they like your first subjects? Did you run all the tests and experiments on family and friends? No, not really. I did a lot of stuff makeup wise on myself. Like I said, I was always really creative so I would paint and and draw and um I dance so I mean I did a lot of different things um but I really didn't get into makeup probably until I was maybe like 16 17 okay when I realized that I wanted to do it as a career hmm. there you go and I, I did read that interview on your website that you did with uh was it great graveyard shift Yes, yes, Ashley is amazing. She's been a huge supporter to my career. That's awesome. And I saw that uh, when you were young, like in at like four years old or something like that, you saw the thing. Is that correct? Yeah. So yeah, and it's 
I need to watch it again because I haven't seen it since I was a kid. But I can remember like sitting on the couch with my mom and asking if somebody else was gonna like lose their head or if <laughs> yeah, their head was gonna was... explode or something. Yeah. Uh, yes, that that's kind of like my first memory. That, that and Michael Jackson. Oh, like the like the Thriller video. Yes, obsessed yeah. with it. Yeah. Like my mom um, watched the making of documentary, mm-hmm. and so it's always been like a habit, like a religious kind of thing every october i try to like find a copy of it somewhere and like <laughs> watch it every year i try to yeah that's one of those traditions right yeah for sure absolutely um so was would you say then the thing had that sort of influence on you that uh it was kind of at that moment where as you said you didn't get into it until you're a little bit older but do you think that played a big part in the oh, career choice a huge role. i mean it was just so fascinating to me to be able to see these creatures being made. I was mm-hmm. like, how do you do that? You know, <laughs> I was just always so curious about it. Yeah. The, the movie magic. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I, and I was looking through your portfolio as well and it's incredible stuff, of course, but uh, it seems like you have a very wide range you like to kind of experiment with from prosthetics to body painting or it, what looked like body painting. I'm not, in on all the visual effects work. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you have a preference of what you like to do? Do you like to, you know, get really hands-on with the 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 prosthetics and the the clay and all that stuff or do you prefer like the intricate sort of details of, you know, body painting or almost like tattooing? Um well, I really enjoy all of it. Um <laughs> being here in Alabama, I've really had to diversify and and dabble in a little bit of everything so I could get my name out there and and make a living for myself but I really enjoy doing the creative stuff because there's not really a market for that here and that's where I started right so anything you know really abstract avant-garde I love conceptual art um and I I really enjoy making my own prosthetics of course they're you know small scale here Mm -hmm. but I I enjoy the the sculpting aspect and making my molds and pouring the silicone so the whole process of that and just like making my own fabrications I I really like being Mm -hmm. hands-on what is the the market like in your area and down in Alabama because you don't hear about that being a huge like movie making place, and I could be completely wrong on that. But it's it's trying. Um, I'm originally from Virginia, so I've been here permanently now, <clears throat> going on 14 years. I lived here um, for about a year in between all that, but um, yeah, I've been back for almost 14 years now, and it it's grown a lot. It's made its progress, but it's still not a huge recognized market at all and with doing something as creative as I do mm-hmm. there's not a lot there, there there just isn't and I think that's probably why people do recognize me at least in Birmingham anyway because I've kind of stepped out of that box you know here most of the makeup artists it's that glam beat face you know it's all <laughs> you know layers and layers yeah. of foundation <laughs> because I like that too and I started in that too you know I worked right. with Matt Cosmetics but as far as being able to do all the different things, there there's still not a market here. Right. Not not yet. I feel anyway. Right. I mean, a lot of it is you know further west you go into the California Hollywood area. <clears throat> That's obviously where you're gonna find the stuff. But there there's some stuff on the East Coast. I mean, obviously there's New York, and uh, a lot of stuff gets shot in Atlanta, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on in Atlanta. Yeah. I would love to do more work that way. Right, and at least it's a little bit closer. 
<laughs> than you know oh, having uh, yeah. traveling across the country. I'm really there like <laughs> once, twice a month, you know, when I have the time. So right. I mean, I, I would love to be working in Atlanta. Yeah. So a lot of your experiences on independent films, then would you say? It is. It definitely yeah. is. Um, I got union acceptance about two years ago. Okay. And so I've only done about a handful of union films. So mm-hmm. I've done mostly independent shorts, um, a few features. Um, but yeah, it, it's been all indie stuff. And I mean, that's, I love that stuff. It's, it's so different than being on a union project. Yeah. It's much more intimate. I was going to say, it sounds like it's much more, you know, close knit sort of thing where yeah. you, you get the, uh, it's exciting to work on big films, but there's something a little more raw about doing the independent stuff. Mm-hmm. And you get a little, probably yeah. a little bit more freedom with it too, right? It's a lot more freedom. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You know, <laughs> I've, I've got an A with murder on these smaller <laughs> film sets. Like, like, there's no way I would still be, you know, employed in, in some cases. <laughs> Fair I'm enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the visual effects side, that's something that's always interested me as well. So when you uh, emailed us regarding doing the, the women in horror feature, I was, I was pretty excited because I've never talked to anybody in that field before. So being a woman yeah. in, in visual effects, do you find that it's more male dominated than, say, any other aspect of the, the film side of stuff, be it directors, it writers, producers? completely male dominated, um, which is... It's crazy, you know, it's 2020, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show that we still need to have so much more representation with women and people of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mm-hmm. personally don't know anybody else in the state <laughs> that does what I do at the level that I do it. Not saying that I'm the best or the most advanced, but as far as black women that do makeup mm-hmm. in Birmingham, none of them sculpt, design, make mm-hmm. their own prosthetics. Wow. So it's it's all, all straight white males, right? All right. of them. It, do you have any insight as to why you think that is? I mean, a lot of people I've talked to said it's it's just kind of like the trickle down effect from the big, you know, industry and it's of itself just kind of going down to you know independent mm-hmm. horror or independent films in general. That's just male dominated mm-hmm. in that aspect. Or do you have any other insight that you think it could be something else? Well, that certainly plays a big part of it. Um, I, I think it really comes down to privilege. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of exposure to this kind of craft. You know, growing up in Virginia, I was very fortunate to be in the city. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a little bit more developed. But even when I was starting out, there weren't, you know, all these accredited schools that were around. So I would I spent most of my time, you know, at different libraries trying to dig up whatever information I could. You know, I didn't I didn't have that exposure. I'm mostly self-taught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. I've only had maybe a month of actual like one-on-one training and everything else I've done has been through traveling to workshops, you know, going out to the bigger cities where they have things and online training. So I, right. I think it's just being who I am and where I grew up, not having other peers that had those kind of interests. You know, I, I didn't have those opportunities. It, it has a lot to do with privilege. Yeah. Okay, no, that that makes a lot of sense, and that's something I hear frequently, and and I I try to be empathetic as much as I can, but ultimately I am a straight white male, so I don't understand completely, and I I always want to get perspective on stuff like that. So I'm trying to phrase the question in my head to make it sound like I'm not a total asshole. (laughs) I don't don't think you're going to be an asshole. Go for it. (laughs) Okay, so 
what, when you say the, the industry is just nothing but straight white men in the visual effects aspect anyway, do you find that maybe it could be a little bit of a benefit being a black woman because you might stand out a little bit more? Your work Absolutely. might get, get seen a little bit more than just like another face in the crowd, right? I definitely stand out. I did an interview a few years back and um, the, inter- the interviewer inquired, he, he asked what was my biggest advantage and I said being a black woman and he also asked what was my biggest disadvantage and again, it was being a black woman. Right. It definitely helps me stand out. Um, being from the North, I'm used to you know, lots of different types of culture and art, fashion and music and moving down here. I mean, I definitely stood out, you know, <laughs> even last night hanging out with my girlfriends, you know, I had my total like hip hop vibe going on. So right. it definitely, it definitely plays to my advantage and, you know, not to toot my own horn, but it helps also being really attractive. <laughs> and, I, 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 and I say that because I've been on both sides of the camera. I've been right. able to do a little bit of acting as an extra and that helped me got my foot in the door. I was doing some modeling with some DJs for, um, their promos for their events and stuff. So all of it kind of went together. So I, I definitely stand out here. Well, I, I really admire that you can admit that, you know, again, I don't want to sound like an asshole, but uh, in this industry, looks does play a part oh, in yeah. certain aspects. Oh, yeah. I've definitely used it to my advantage. For and, sure. you know, all the power to you for admitting that because a lot of women would be like, no, I got it because of my talent. I, I don't want to be recognized as just another pretty face. And yeah. which you're obviously not just recognized for your your looks you have talent to back it up which yeah. it's like the whole package and that's you know the fact that you can see that and admit that is really i guess refreshing <laughs> for it to as an ass yeah, yeah i don't know because a lot of people yeah, just more women should you know because it really comes down to what, what do you want to do in your life you know are you going to just stay doing the same thing and, mm-hmm. and for me I have so many different interests and I'm all about building my empire. So yeah, I mean, if I can do some modeling on the side and do some acting and do some makeup, I mean, why not? Life is short. Just do whatever you want to do. So I'm all about it. I like that building your empire. (laughs) I dig that. I'm all about it. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, you're, you're one of the, the, the third, I guess, performer, I we could call you in this aspect, doing the acting modeling that got their start in modeling. And would you say that helped with like building confidence and getting comfortable within, you know, being on the other side of the camera so you can relate a little bit more when you're uh, applying makeup and all that sort of stuff? Do you think that helped? Oh, it definitely helped me. Um, people tend to think that I love being on camera or <laughs> I love public speaking, like doing things like this. Mm-hmm. But that's that's why I do them to get myself out of my comfort zone right. and, and see these other aspects of myself. Modeling, I mean, doing that did so much for me. I don't do it so much anymore. Um, but it helped me to feel comfortable speaking around people, mm-hmm. um, especially since I do volunteer work for the Sidewalk Film Festival here. Okay. So it, it, it definitely put me more in the public eye, I guess you could say, and, and, and it helped because I'm not always very comfortable being in the spotlight at all. Right, right. Yeah, a little bit of a like an introvert aspect there. A little bit, surprisingly, which people, they're like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, I love being at home with a book. Yeah, yeah really. Uh, that's a lot of creative types uh, even actors and people are very outgoing when they get their alone time it's just like that's their time right you don't want to yeah. you don't wanna, screw people <laughs> you work with people yeah. all day you and need I that. that so many times last night with my girlfriends but i'm like get yeah, i'm here with you guys yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. get drained a little bit but you know you keep going because you do what you got to do 
Yeah. But yeah, in terms of like the, the confidence thing and you, you speak with such confidence that I would never suspect it until you told me that you had, you know, like a little bit of the, the introvertedness, but it's, how do you find that translates into your work? Do you find that over the years, maybe when you weren't as confident or maybe not as outgoing as you are, say today, that that showed in your work, you weren't really willing to take some big risks or has it always been like, go big or go home? Uh, I think it helped me take more risk. I think I'm more about go big, go home now, just the older that I get. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it just, um, it helped me to kind of not be as afraid to share my internal dialogue. Mm. Um, I, I really love conceptual art. Um, and that, I think that's what really got people's attention when I was doing a, a bit more experimental stuff, because it gave me a chance to share my voice without really saying it with words. I could do it with a picture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People really dug that. Yeah. yeah. Well, people can, when you, when you put something visual out there, people can interpret it in their own way. Yeah. And yeah. it helps them as opposed to you just saying X, Y, Z, you'd be like, look and see what does it make you feel and how does that, that contrast? I like emotions for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, have you ever considered going into, say, writing or directing? Yes, and I have. You have. Um, I've, okay. I've, I've done one short. Um, it's not out in the public um, just because of the backstory of it, but it was something that I went through. It was a romantic relationship. It's completely experimental. There's no dialogue. Okay. Uh, so you really have to pay attention. Um, I mean, every little nuance is a detail of the story, even down to, um, it's me performing a lot of yoga. So every yoga position was picked out to tell part of the story. The color temperature changes from blue cool tones and it becomes more vivid at the end. Um, so I've done that. Um, and I'm writing something now. I can't really talk about it just yet, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it's all connected for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I find that a lot too with the the behind the scenes people. They they don't just want to stick to one role and just be either the makeup artist or the producer. They want to have their own voice in the film. That's not just a small prickle of it. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Cause, I mean, the more we get out there with the independent stuff, especially you know, the the better content we have just definitely to enjoy people need to share their stories they really yeah. do yeah and you don't get that with i don't want to say you don't get that with like big hollywood films because you do you get some intimate films that are really well done but the true like rawness comes from you know those independent ones with a guy who has yeah. he spent his his life savings on a, a decent camera and just to do this one thing sort of you know it's there's something really passionate about it which i admire yeah, it, there's definitely a different level of passion when in the indie world compared to mainstream Hollywood, and it, it shows. Yeah. Uh, so w- given your love for like the independent scene, if a big Hollywood producer came knocking, would you run at the opportunity? Or if you had to choose between an independent and a big Hollywood film, what would you go for? Um, I love both, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I, really, I really enjoy them. Um, the indie stuff that I've done, it's pretty much been all in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only thing with that is, again, there's no diversity. It's always the same type of story. It's usually um, a white male narrative or it's something connected to civil rights. 
Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the majority of the films that come to Alabama, that's what they are. So I would love to see that change in the South because um, there, there's so many incredible filmmakers here that I just know in my personal circle. And um, yeah, it, it's it's I'm kind of I'm just tired of seeing those stories, <laughs> but those environments, those people, they're very different than Hollywood. Right. But with the Hollywood projects, I mean that's where I'm going to do prosthetics, you know, in yeah. Alabama, I don't think there will ever be a film studio here, um, that will do anything that's, you know, sci-fi fantasy, high action crime. I, I just don't see the, this being the demographic for that type of stuff. So I would have to go somewhere else. Right. So I wouldn't, I, me personally, I couldn't choose between the two cause I like being on both sides Fair enough. and prosthetics and avant-garde, all that creative stuff, you know, that's my background. So the right opportunity comes along and you know i i'm the person that they want I, i'm going i'm going for it well, i want all the opportunities <laughs> well like you said you got to build your empire yeah i do <laughs> i have big dreams i got to do it all so where do you want to see yourself in five years i know it sounds kind of like a like a job interview question but you do seem to have a, a plan in place i'm just kind of curious what the next steps are where you want to go that we haven't um, talked definitely. about already Definitely um, being recognized more in makeup. Um, I don't. I don't know if that means me taking on more head positions. I'm not quite there yet. Um, but definitely being recognized in makeup and in film. Um, I'm hoping that the project that I'm in early development with right now definitely gives people a different view of me as a filmmaker. Um, let them understand me more as an artist as well. So definitely those two things. And um, in my free time, I dance. So I'd really like to get back to creating some more creative pieces around dance and movement mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's well, I mean, it sounds like you got a lot on your plate, but you have it handled very well, which is uh, I'm trying really hard. So thank you. <laughs> well, it comes off as you do. And, you know, that's okay, that's great. that's half the battle right there is not showing that that's, you're that's, you're freaking that's out. That's all the world needs to know. <laughs> exactly. Um, so being Women in Horror Month, what does it mean to you, this, this celebration of, of month being a woman in, in uh, horror itself and being a woman of color in horror? Oh, my gosh. It means so much. Um, I only came across it maybe four or five years ago mm-hmm. when I was doing my short. And I was just kind of blown away. I was like, there's a whole movement dedicated <laughs> to it. I'm like, where, where the hell have I been my whole life? But, you know, that's me being a hermit. At home. Right. <laughs> Um, you know, I just think it's such a beautiful thing that's that's going on with that. There's so many women that I've, I've learned about and I've come come across, you know, so it's about that exposure. It's about that knowledge. I just I think it's just phenomenal. All of it. We, yeah. we need it. Yeah. And, and most of the people I've spoken to have agreed as well that special effects artists are the ones that really need the push the most in yeah, this type of month because you, you do have producers you do have directors and obviously there's a ton of actors and actresses out there uh well i guess actresses we don't need to <laughs> separate now but um th- that get a little more attention throughout the year so yeah I, and i've always wanted to do the back end stuff as well in terms of you know exposure and talking to people about their experiences on it because even during the the rest of the year visual effects artists artists don't often get the recognition they deserve period 
So I can only imagine what it's like being a woman trying to break out into the field as well, which we discussed. You've obviously had some success, but you've had your struggles too, no doubt, right? A little bit of success, but uh, yeah. I'd say a good amount. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, because... And that's what, the, like you said, this month is all about. And uh, Stephanie Malone, who runs Morbidly Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, she actually designed the poster for my show. I love her. Oh, there you go. So, <laughs> yeah, she she's fantastic. And I interviewed her uh, last week, and I put that I one listened. up. It was awesome. Right? So you probably heard the line where she said, we do Women Horror Month, so we won't have to one day. And it's so funny. Before she said it, I was thinking it. And right. It's so much of that. The same thing with the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. We need these labels until we don't need these labels anymore. Until I mean, we're, we're going to have to keep pushing it until everybody is on the same even playing field. Exactly. And, and I've said this on other interviews, too, so I don't want to continually repeat myself, but it shouldn't. you shouldn't have to have that prefix of, oh, it's a great black artist or it was a great gay artist or a woman artist doing this should just be this was a great artistic work yes absolutely right and it still baffles me like you said it's 2020 and we're still separating because it's not quote-unquote the norm which yeah why (laughs) right that's a a good question i i don't know i don't i don't have an answer i I don't think Uh, anybody does I'm, i'm glad that so many people feel the same way and are making an effort to change that. Yeah. You know, we, 50 years ago, we didn't have that at all. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Even 20 years ago, it was tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, people are all about changing that right now. And I think that's just beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the more, as we, I've said it a hundred times, the more content you have out there, the more entertainment you have, more things Mm -hmm. to enjoy. And I don't see how that's a bad thing. It's not. It's <laughs> right. Not. And, and like the more the merrier. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, before we wrap things up here, uh, is there anything else you want to share? Um, you know, you talked about some future projects coming up uh, that are personal to you. Do you have anything else that uh, you got going on? Do you have any shows you with your, your painting or even your dancing? Um, well, I'm just getting back into dancing. That's what I was doing last night, actually. Right. Um, very good girlfriend of mine she is my belly dance instructor okay and uh she put together a private session for us at her home so i haven't danced in about a year and uh i'm really wanting to do that um it's been fire actually and led oh. lights interesting <laughs> so i'm really i'm really wanting to to push that and perform more even though i'm really shy about it i have horrible performance anxiety right but i, I think that'd be good for me to to step back into that just because it, it's kind of my meditation in a way. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely want to pursue more dancing. Um, I'm teaching a workshop at the end of this month on the 29th here in Birmingham with um, partnership with the Sidewalk Film Festival. And it's a workshop around how to collaborate with the makeup artist. If you're a filmmaker, how characters are developed, you know, from design to conception and, um, creating a budget with a makeup artist when you don't have a budget and, <laughs> you know, all the business end of that. Um, and that'd be with, um, a live demonstration head to toe of a character. Oh. Um, so that's going on. Um, I think that's the only things that have been confirmed. I have something else that might be going on this month, that I may be leading. Okay. Um, I think, 
that might be it on the makeup end. There's several films that I worked on last year that I'm hoping, um, you know, will come out this year. One of them I'm particularly proud of. It was um, a really difficult project, I'm not going to lie. But uh, Opportunity of a Lifetime, um, you know, I was the head makeup artist on it. It's all of my prosthetics. So it's going to be recognized in a way that I have dreamed of. And it's something that I don't know if a lot of other black women have done yet, you know, as far in the prosthetic world. So I'm really, really stoked about that one. Um, Yeah. Just I'm just waiting on these projects that I worked on, you know, two years ago to come out, really. <laughs> right, yeah. And working on a lot of my own personal stuff, um, trying to add some special things to my website. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's it. Awesome. And I can people book you through your website? Yes, or... they can. They can email me through there. Um, I will answer questions <laughs> on Instagram, but I do prefer like an email, mm-hmm. you know, where everything's a bit more formal. Right. Um, yeah, people can find me on my website and contact me on Instagram, and I'm on Twitter a lot. That's where I get all my film news. All right. Well, drop those handles. Okay. Uh, my <laughs> website is it's it's my name. It's somikaspratley.com. On Instagram, it's uh, Instagram.com uh, backslash somikaspratley, and my Twitter is. Miss Spratley. That's M.S. Spratley. All righty. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and, and showing or sharing some insight into what you do and future projects and, you know, your your life view as a whole coming from your very unique perspective in the, the film industry. Uh, it was very refreshing. Um, I like your honesty. It was wonderful. This was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. My name is Casey, and this has been the Ominous Origins Podcast. If you like what you heard, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can find me on social media, on Twitter, at HorrorShotsProd, as in production, on Facebook, at HorrorShots, Instagram, at HorrorShotsPhotography, and if you do want to support the podcast monetarily, you can absolutely do that as well by hitting up my Patreon, at patreon.com slash HorrorShots. Lastly, if you want to show your pride for the show, you can do that as well. I do have a Redbubble store where you can get the Ominous Origins logo. You can also get the Horror Shots logo, as well as some original work that I've done in the past. And that link will be in the description as well. Thank you once again. Until next time.